0: I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks podcast. The Mavericks are NBA champions. NBA bang! NBA bang! NBA. It's good, and the Mavericks have won the game. Kristaps Porzingis, a seven foot three, pure shooting, defensive monster who can put it on the floor, defend out in space, and protect the rim. And. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, the Monday man, the one more thing, King. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? It's football week. I completely caught me off guard. Football starts in, <laughs> now that it's Monday, you guys are listening to this, three days. Thursday, there's a there's an NFL yeah. football game. No idea. I had no idea. American football american football yeah, yeah. We let's gotta, just get that out there be clear for I get literally it. a fourth of our audience is like <laughs>
1: yes for real and uh happy labor day if a lot of you guys who have been back working are off today or if you're off or whatever enjoy your off day yeah if you have it yeah i've been working at home a lot still uh but i'm still off on uh on today so enjoying it with the family take a break then get in a good four-day work week as you continue to listen to Lockdown Maps because we have some fun things uh, planned over the next few weeks. And hopefully we can be
0: talking about on Tuesday, you know, Lakers being down O2. Oh yeah. By the way, we're recording this before uh, we're recording this before the games tonight, so we don't we don't know exactly what's gonna happen. I'm rooting for the Rockets in the heat right now. <laughs> what is going on? What is going on? This is not right. This is this is insane, but uh, anyway, here yeah, we are. so we're recording this before the games. Uh, we're going to talk to you today on, on the pod. We're going to talk to Brian Sutterer, our favorite Twitter doctor. We're going to talk to him about Kristaps Porzingis' lateral meniscus tear. He's going to give us some prognostication about that. You like that word, Isaac? We're also just going to talk Ooh. about Porzingis today. Isaac and I are going to talk about what his injury means for the future of the Mavericks. We're going to get into all that, talk about what we thought about Porzingis this year. But before we do, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code locked on and you'll get $10 off your next order. Not even your first, your next one. All right, Isaac. First of all, I want to get to our five star Apple review questions. So people submit five star Apple podcast review with a question. We will get to it on the podcast. This one coming from Chance and Jerry's Duck Army. That was, that's the name. He says, In he or she, I guess, in Giannis, to, in Giannis to Dallas pipe dream, would it be possible to keep Tim Hardaway Jr.? Also, if he opted into his final year and then signed a long-term deal the next year, would it be possible to still create a max slot for Giannis? He could th- theoretically sign to be a more reasonable figure and then backload it so the first year cuts into Giannis' summer cap. It's little as possible. I understand there's only a certain percentage the year you know, can increase from year to year, but is it feasible
1: uh, I mean, I would say it's always feasible. Here's the thing: they're not going to exa- at this moment they're not going to exactly have Giannis's full max. So they're going to have to make some type of smaller deal, which it would be easier at that point. I think you'd be roughly, I want to say like five million away, something like that, from Giannis's max. But that's not even considering what if they offload Delon Wright or somebody, you know, this summer that is you know going into that 2021 summer so but theoretically let's say they create create the cap space then you bring in young it's all about the order of events right we went through this whole thing this past off season of oh, all you gotta do we this, do this first. every year we do this yeah. every year now the thing the thing about it is and this is where i should have done my homework on this question ahead of time um theoretically you'd have the rights to tim hardaway now whether you'd have to renounce that cap hold or not to create the cap space for Giannis, that's where i would get confused on so i don't i'm not i can't give you exact answer to that i want to say off the top of my head you would still bring out be able to bring tim back after you had signed Giannis first but i'm not 100 on that so don't hold me to that
0: yeah, so it, it it is it gets pretty complicated. I'd say that it is possible. I don't think that it's likely, right? I think that's the way that I would put it. Uh, oh my god, I think his, I think his cap hold is twenty eight million that summer on, yeah. on Basketball Insiders. So that's a lot. I think they'd have to renounce that first and then have to bring him back. So yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't I don't think it's. It's feasible, but I do think it is possible. So there's the answer to that question. Again, submit your five-star Apple reviews and uh, put a question in there. We'll get to them. we got a bunch of them, so we appreciate you guys. We're trying to get to a 1,000. That's our goal. I think we're at like 512, so help us get there. Let's go. There's enough of you out there. Let's go. There's enough of you.
1: Heck, yeah. Especially after we get Giannis. I mean... <laughs> then all the questions be coming in
0: <laughs> all right let's talk about Kristaps Porzingis um, first of all let's just do kind of a, a mini overview of his season so Christoph Porzingis plays in 57 games which is more than he played you know in the 2017 2018 season with the Knicks which is you know wasn't even a shortened season he plays 57 games he averages 20 points. Nine and a half rebounds, 1.8 assists, two blocks a game. He shoots 35% from three, uh, just under 43% from the field, shoots 80% from the free throw line, got to play in two and a half playoff games. I think I'm going to keep using the half because I don't want to make it three Mm. because that upsets all of his averages and stuff too. Played really well in those two and a half playoff games. What came to Luca's aid when he got upset? uh, Isaac, what did you think about Christoph Porzingis' overall play this year?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, they kind of eased him back in at the very beginning uh, of the season. And then those, once you hit the January, February mark on, that is, if you want to go back and watch and look at and get excited about the full potential of KP in this offense and with Luka and in this system, you look at that January, February run through there over his, and I know these these numbers get thrown out a lot on Twitter or whatever, but Just a reminder, over his last 21 games of the regular season before the hiatus, Porzingis finished averaging 26 points, 10 rebounds, and two blocks a game uh, while he was shooting 46% from the field, 36% from three, 82% from the free throw line. Even when you look at January 31 on, there's only two players in the league who averaged at least 25 points and 10 rebounds. Do you know who those two players were? future teammates, Christoph Porzingis, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm. Uh, that's the only two players to do that, by the way. So, hey. uh, from January 31 on. But, no, yeah, I mean, Porzingis, when he was healthy, especially when he found his groove, and, I mean, we all knew, I mean, we all wrote the stories, we all read the stories, we all talked about on the podcast, of he was going to be rusty, coming back. He hadn't played in 20 months. I mean, he was cleared. You remember when they made the trade for him at the end of last season, wherever you want to say last season, that season, he was brought in. You know, he was kind of clear. We were trying to debate if he was going to play anything like that. They're like, nope, this is part of the process. This is the plan all along for his camp and everything. He's not going to play. Then when he hit the court at the beginning of this season, this past season, that was the first time he was going to play an NBA game in over 20 months. And oh. we all talked about it. So it, it took so long for him And I would even say like his his rust, if we want to say rust, is better than majority players like Peak. And but you know, he was setting out some back to backs, different stuff like that. But once he found his groove in January, February, you know, half of March, if we want to say that, that's when you really got excited for what this future could look like.
0: Absolutely. And got excited to see Porzingis can get way better than he is right now. There are still holes in his game that he can fill, right? And it's not just, you know. Physical limitations. So hopefully he gets back. Let's talk to Brian Sutterer. We'll talk to him in a second about what exactly this lateral meniscus tear means, the recovery time, all that. We'll get to that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris. Between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Between putting a kid down... You know, for a nap, you have so much stuff to do is what Mm. Isaac literally just did before this pod. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of lunch, take care of dinner, take care of your next meal. Anything you want, DoorDash is the app that brings you what you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left outside, safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. They have over three hundred thousand partners in the US, Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia for all of our Aussie listeners. You can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants. DoorDash Deliveries are now contactless to keep communities we operate in safe. Right now, our listeners get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app, enter the code LockedOnNBA. That's five dollars off and zero delivery fees on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app in the App Store, enter the code Locked On NBA. Don't forget that's code NBA for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. I'm
1: going to give them some extra pub here. I actually used DoorDash a few days ago. My wife and I got some barbecue. Didn't feel like going out. We have you know both of our kids and stuff now. The contactless delivery is amazing. They had it boxed up, bag tied at my doorstep, and they already left. And I just went <laughs> outside, picked up the stuff, brought it in
0: priceless i I love doordash it's a brand new way for porch pirates to get fed (laughs) exactly no it's it's awesome it's incredible use doordash promo code locked on nba all right welcome in our favorite actual twitter doctor brian sutterer he has a great youtube channel we'll put it in the link of the podcast brian how are you doing
2: today i'm doing great nick thanks for having me on how are you
0: Doing pretty well, bringing you on. Well, it, it depends on what you say to this, right? I think we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll feel better if you give us a good diagnosis, I guess, of this. Uh, we're bringing you on to talk about Christophe Porzingis' injury. We waited a little bit just to see if there's going to be any news about it. Um, Christoph's Porzingis, a lateral meniscus tear of his right knee. A couple, about a, a week and a half ago, actually, you and I went through all of Porzingis' injuries and things like that. But let's just read the... Um, the statement the Mavericks put out They said the Dallas Mavericks announced today that Christoph Porzingis Has received treatment for a lateral Meniscus tear of his right knee And further treatment options are being explored At this time. Porzingis suffered the injury in game One. Porzingis has not been medically cleared To play. for The remainder of the Mavericks First round series will not be available To return. So This happened in game one. We talked About, you know, a week and a half ago That he was receiving treatment round the clock He was, you know, they were trying to get him back. He even played In game two and three for a, a pretty significant amount of minutes in those games played really well actually um so he could play on this lateral meniscus or do you think that it was it was made worse I I think that's my first question coming out of this is that they knew he had a meniscus tear and they they let him play how does that work
2: That's a great question, Nick. And, you know, it's I'm trying to recall the sequence of the MRIs that they did. I I think they might have just done the one. You know, it certainly is possible that they did an MRI, evaluated him after game one when he was having some knee pain. But, you know, the exam was kind of nonspecific. Maybe nothing showed up on the imaging if they did an MRI. And so, you know, because he was able to cut, run, jump and everything pretty effectively, they let him go back out there. But then as sort of the picture changes game to game, then maybe the picture becomes a little bit more clear. And then maybe the meniscus tear does actually show up on the MRI. So now, you know, I talked last time we um, discussed this, how sometimes it's frustrating when you don't have a clear diagnosis. So that's at least, you know, good news in one sense that they have a, a clear kind of specific diagnosis of, okay, this is the problem. Now we can start treating it.
0: Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So first of all, let's do, let's go back and what is a lateral meniscus tear? What does this actually mean for the knee? And, uh, you know, what, what does it look like?
2: So your knee has two menisci or meniscuses, if you want to say it that way, there's a medial one, which is on the inside sort of half of the knee and then a lateral one, which is on the outside half of the knee. The meniscus itself is sort of this cartilage type material that has a couple of functions primarily to help distribute some load with some shock absorption through the knee so whenever you think of you know the the knee joint there's sort of the ball shape of the femur and then sort of the flat part of the tibia and so if you don't have anything in there cushioning the knee you have a lot of force that's transmitted through a very small point where the two bones would theoretically touch if you can increase the surface area where that force is being applied you can decrease the amount of stress that the bone is seeing and so the meniscus Gives your knee sort of more surface area to distribute that force, so that the actual like contact stress on the knee itself is lower. Um, certainly, you know, the, there's some differences with um, the shape of the medial versus the lateral meniscus. So that just tells us that at some point <laughs> along this meniscus on the outside compartment is where he had the tear. The key thing for Porzingis here, it's it's like real estate. It's all about location, location, location. Depending on where the meniscus tear is, there's different blood supply, and that really affects the ability of the tear to heal. So in one sense, I think it's good news that we found out he had the tear, and they didn't rule him out for the rest of the season. They basically said, you know, he's out indefinitely, you know, we're treating it, we're still kind of exploring our options, So hopefully that gives some indication that it's in a spot where they think it can heal on its own without needing surgery. If it's in a location with bad blood supply, the chances of healing on its own are much lower and it puts your risk of surgery much higher. So I think that is one reassuring thing that they didn't necessarily rule them out right away. They sort of gave it some time implying that they maybe hope it can heal on its own.
0: And as of right now, I don't think we know if he's going to have surgery or not. I think at at this point, do you think they would have decided that by now or maybe you don't have enough information to make that that call?
2: You know, there are some times where a meniscus tear is so severe, where just from the surgeon and the the doctor's experience, they know there's a very, very low chance that it's going to heal and they'll just go to surgery. But if it's sort of in one of these areas of the meniscus where it's not too bad, there's a potential for it to heal. You know, maybe it's a smaller tear. You know, we heard they're trying like a PRP injection to see if that helps kind of stimulate any healing within the tissue. So I think they're probably still sort of keeping it on their radar that if he doesn't respond well, if he doesn't improve, if he's still having continued pain, then they would need to consider a surgery. But it seems like they're at least giving it a chance to heal on its own, which is really good news, I think.
0: And they have who knows how long. I mean, we don't know when next season is going to start. It could be December, which should be, you know couple months it could be january march i mean who who knows so they could have some extra time in this it's interesting to me a lot of times i think us uneducated people look look at the uh <laughs> like all these injuries and think of them all as the exact same right oh an ACL ACL tear is the exact same you know the you know a strain is the exact same but you're saying that these tears can be significantly different depending on where it happens I think I think that's fascinating that we only get the you know meniscus tear lateral meniscus tear of the right knee that's all we get from from the team and so not knowing exactly
2: where it is I mean that could change a whole lot on this Oh, 100%. That's a great point, Nick. You know, this is why those surgeons study for six-plus years to understand the best way to treat you know, different types of meniscus tears. I mean, there's, there's differences in the location of the tear. There's different tear patterns where maybe it's more of a vertical tear or a horizontal tear, bucket handle tear, radial tears. There's so many even different specific tear patterns that really when we hear lateral meniscus, that's about as basic as you can get. And there's so many more, you know, little things that have to be considered. Um, I do think the important thing, you know, for Maps fans when we kind of follow up the news here the off season, if he does need surgery, it's often it's one of two things. It's either surgery to repair the meniscus, or it's surgery to remove a piece of the meniscus. And that's a little fine detail that I don't think people necessarily always pay attention to when we see these press releases. So if they say surgery to repair a meniscus, that implies that they were able to go in and sort of, you know, stitch the meniscus back up, if you will, and keep as much tissue in place as possible. Hmm. If they say meniscectomy, which is a fancy word for removing piece of the meniscus, or (laughs) (laughs) Meniscectomy. Meniscectomy, yeah, so ectomy in medicine means remove, and so meniscectomy, remove part of the meniscus. Now, if we hear that somebody has a meniscectomy, or they, you know, trimmed the meniscus, That implies that they couldn't repair it and they had to actually take some of the meniscus out, Mm. which is a much quicker recovery, but not as good kind of prognosis because now you've removed some of that shock absorbing cushioning material from the knee, which can increase the stress in the knee. So repair, longer recovery, but good that they can keep the tissue trimming the meniscus, shorter recovery, but bad in the sense that now you've taken tissue out of the body.
0: At, will they tell us if it's one of those two? It feels like they're just going to say he has surgery and then we, we're not going to really know. I mean, have you seen athletes in the past have, you know, they've been told like, oh, it's going to be this kind or the other kind?
2: They certainly would. So definitely when the doctors are talking with him and his agent and um, and his camp, they'll definitely have that discussion with him. But honestly, even the team press releases usually say meniscus repair versus meniscectomy or, you know, meniscus cleanup. Now Hmm. that's making the assumption that the person who wrote that press release understands the distinguish. But, you know, back when Zion had his meniscus surgery, they specifically mentioned in the report that he had a meniscectomy, that he had a piece of the meniscus trimmed rather than saying that it was repaired. And I don't think people always pick up on that, that little detail, but it does make a big difference down the road.
0: Yeah, so you talked about Zion Williamson. He had that earlier this year. That's what caused him to miss the beginning of the season. He missed about three months with that meniscus tear. And I was looking up some other athletes, NBA players, that had recently had a lateral meniscus tear, like the exact same thing. Jimmy Butler had that in 2018. He missed two months. Derek Rose had this in 2015, and he missed a month and a half, actually. It wasn't even, I mean, it was barely a month and a half, too. He barely missed any time. Um, Recovery time for Porzingis, are you expecting between that one and a half to three months, or it depends on what it is, or
2: what, what are we looking at? It depends on if they have to repair the meniscus or if they have to cut a piece out. So if you have to just cut a piece out, that's usually when we see those shorter recovery times. So I can't recall exactly, but you know when Jimmy Butler, you said it was, I think, missed what, a month and a half?
0: Yeah, Jimmy um, Butler with two months, Derek Rose with a month and half. Grows a half. Derek Rose, a month and a half.
2: So that almost guaranteed was probably just removing a piece of the meniscus. Yeah. Um, and so it, it, again, it, it depends entirely. I think for his long-term health, it's better, you know, if he has to have surgery for long-term health purposes, it's better if they can repair it. But that often means it's somewhere more on the order of like four, five, six months, if not longer, of a recovery period compared to just trimming a little piece out maybe a month or two. Um, so it, it might be mixed news for Mavs fans if we hear we have yeah. surgery because, you know, it, it could be good prognostically but keep him out in the short term. Versus, oh, great, you know, he's back for the season. Well, maybe not so good because maybe they had to cut out a bunch of his meniscus. <laughs> all,
0: all, all together, you seem pretty encouraged by this no matter what, no matter what happens. This wasn't something where we have to be like, oh, man, I'm just concerned about Porzingis's knee going forward and we're always going to be concerned about injuries and, and all that. You seem like this is a little bit better than we could have expected.
2: Yeah, you know, meniscus injuries are are pretty common. There's been studies done where they'll just do MRIs of, you know, supposedly healthy athletes without any symptoms, and they'll find little meniscus tears, they'll find, you know, little areas of degeneration in the knee. Um, And so this definitely is not something that's like, oh my gosh, an ACL tear, he's never going to be the same. Certainly there's a spectrum, you know, if it's just a tiny little tear, that's one thing compared to a big massive tear that requires a lot of the meniscus to be Removed or repaired. But overall, I think it's good news in the sense that the team knows what's going on. That means they can focus their treatment more specifically. And, you know, really shouldn't, assuming everything else is okay, play that much of a role down the road unless we start to see a recurrent pattern of this.
0: There you go. So hopefully we won't see that anymore. Brian, we appreciate you joining and we'll uh, put a link in the description for your YouTube channel. It's always great. Always good stuff. All kinds of sportsy covers. Uh, I can't watch any of the MMA ones. I just it's just too. It's, it's too much for me. I, I can't do that. But kudos to you for being able to diagnose all those and uh, and talk about all that. Brian, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks a lot, Nick. Take care. Coming up, Isaac and I are gonna talk about the future of the Mavericks, how the Mavericks are gonna deal with Porzingis' injury history, all that. We're gonna talk about it. But before we do, Isaac Harris. You know Built Bar is delicious, but now they're even more delicious, sir. They have 18 incredible flavors, six of them brand new. So if you got them, you got the original 12 the first time, you gotta try the new ones now. They have caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, grape bars. They're perfect for someone that wants to maintain a physique. Got to be healthy. You're not trying to, you know, snack up on so many foods. They're also perfect for people that aren't super health conscious, but are looking for some ways to replace some of your normal snacks. You're you're able to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. And all you have to do is just pull them out of the fridge. I, I find I I have trouble just finding snacks that I can just pull out of the fridge that I don't have to like. Put together, you know. I just want something quick. I can walk up and grab. And Built Bar is something that you can do that. Just look at the um, the cookies, new cookies and cream bar. Seventeen grams of protein, one hundred and thirty calories, four grams of sugar. That's it. They're covered in hundred percent chocolate and only four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs. An incredible value. Just calories-wise and and carbs-wise. And right now, go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get $10 off your next order, and you could get a free cooler with a purchase while supplies last. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. All right, Isaac, let's talk about Porzingis going forward. We just heard from Brian Sutter about... Um, Recovery time and all that, you know, seems like it's going to be between the Derrick Rose injury, which was one and a half months in 2015, and then Zion Williamson that was about three months earlier this year. Seems like it's going to be between that, but we don't know. It just depends on which type of surgery he has to have or if he has to have surgery at all. So there's all these different factors that go into it.
1: Well, no, I was just going to say that's the key. At this moment, we are recording this on Sunday afternoon before the Sunday games. We could get a press release on Labor Day or sometime this week from the Mavs or not even a press release. It could come out and saying you know, Porzingis had surgery or he's going to have surgery. But that was one of the things, you know, before they left the bubble, they talked about it. They said, we don't know yet. We don't know if he's going to have surgery. We don't know what the next step is. We just know that there is a tear in that meniscus. And so that's the thing. I think that's the first next step of that. When you look at you know Zion, you mentioned Zion. Zion had his surgery on October 21st of you know 2019 he made his debut ironically on the three-month mark exactly of january 21st 2020 and so you know initially they said six to eight weeks for zion everything like that we know the pelicans they're not gonna they weren't gonna rush zion back so let's just say it's three months let's just say they come out this week and say hey kp is gonna have surgery or he did have surgery on his meniscus. It's you know, no timetable. Mavericks are famous for this of no timetable <laughs> for the return. Pretty much everybody. No is, timetable,
0: but, no questions, please. <laughs> yeah, but if
1: you if you throw that out there and say, all right, what does three months look like? You know, tomorrow's September seventh, which is the anniversary for my wife and I, so happy hey, anniversary to my wife. Happy Labor Day. And anniversary. seven years of marriage. Let's go. Uh but anyway, September seventh, October seventh, November seventh, December seventh. So even if the season we don't think that the season you know, is going to start oh, at least I don't uh, on December first. No, like they've been the throwing NBA out does. there. <laughs> yeah. So will training camp even be happening on December seventh? I don't know. I'm not for sure. I don't think. I don't I honestly don't think it could be. So there, there is a very likelihood possibility that if Dallas does elect them and KP elect for a surgery on the meniscus, and there's a three month timetable, that Porzingis could be healthy and fine before training camp even happens.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a possibility for sure that he could be, you know, completely ready and back. And I, I think that's likely that he'd be back, you know, completely and ready to go by the time training game starts. I think that that's what Brian agreed with as well. Going forward, are you concerned about Porzingis? So we went over this, you know, timeline a, little, a while ago. Um, he, you know, tears his ACL in his left knee. He's out for twenty months back in twenty eighteen. He uh, has right knee soreness this year after he finally comes back. He has right knee soreness. He missed 10 games after landing awkwardly December 29th. He has load management and misses seven non-consecutive games to end the season. So that's 17 games with this right knee soreness, they're basically calling it. And then he has right knee soreness in the, the series. He lands on his knee again. He has this, you know... Meniscus tear I mean this is a lot of stuff That he's been dealing with With right knee Is Ben this year And then left knee Was the ACL Are you concerned about Porzingis' health Going forward Like what's your level Let's, let's do a, like a one to five One being like I'm so concerned about this You know I think that You know The Mavericks should consider Moving on from him Or five Like I'm totally confident That he's going to remain healthy The rest of his career
1: um, I'll go with like a three and a half. I think a lot Isaac of it be. Isaac will
0: never do the one number. He always throws the half in or the 0. 0.25 or.
1: I would love to know how Dallas wants to approach it because I think uh, Tim Kato, the like he wrote, um, you know, right after Porzingis tore his meniscus, he was, the, him and Sod went back and forth on just, um, yeah, it was, yeah, I think it wasn't, it was, it was him and Sod. And, um they went back and forth just on their initial thoughts when the news came out and it was either Sod or Tim one of them said it's not about fixing his knees it's about managing his knees yeah and we just ha- we have to remember that kp is something that we've never seen before it's almost it i feel like kevin durant's the closest thing to it of He's 7'3", and he, and he moves like Durant in a way. He's not the you know 7'3", like, typical big man. Like, they run him off screens, and he takes these threes, and just all this different stuff. Triple not drives, a like... Normal, yeah, that's not normal for guys his size. We've just never seen that, so... I would like to know how Dallas is going to manage it going forward. If they're viewing it in a way of, Hey, we need to have a plan in place. Do I want KP playing 82 games in a season? I don't think I ever want him ever to play 82 games in a season because Hmm. I, I want him. I think going forward, and I think this puts even a bigger emphasis on what is that next piece? What is the third piece? Because if you can bring in another piece, it allows you to manage KP in a way to where you can still, because I mean, I think it's safe to say a lot of us moving forward will project or expect the Mavericks to be a top four, top five team in the Western Conference. Can you maintain that in the regular season with KP on a manageable workload you know resting some back-to-backs all this different stuff like i'm down to pull out all of that resting all of that schedule stuff for kp moving forward injury or not injury because we've never seen somebody like that and he's already had injuries and you've already locked him into a max contract let's get a plan in place to where it's you know 70 games 72 games sitting back-to-backs flying home here and there you know whatever it is to, because the main thing you want is can you can you keep the chemistry going with the team to where you're performing at a high level can you keep as a top four top five team in your conference and hit the playoffs fully healthy fully ready to go that that is the main things for this team moving forward and I think it starts with managing and not fixing
0: yeah, I think that's going to be a huge thing. My, my big thing is, I wonder what he's going to come into the year looking like, what he's going to come into next year. I mean, you wrote the story about what his actual you know playing weight should be, and I wonder how much of that adding that extra muscle kind of affected him, right? Kind of affected his knees, right? He came mm. in looking looking pretty big. Look, we're talking about Swole Zingus at the beginning of the season, and then all of a sudden he has issues with his knees. I wonder if it's because of the, adding that extra weight affected him. He, he goes to say, Isaac. You can't skip leg day. You just can't. You can't. You can't skip leg day. No. Uh, Joel Embiid is a is a player I kind of look at as sort of a, a comp for Porzingis because he had a bunch of you know his his are foot injuries so there's a little bit different than that but dealt with a lot of injuries at the beginning of his career he played just 31 games his rookie year he played. After missing two years, he plays 63 games that, you know, is technically his second year, 64 games after that, and then played 51 this year, which in a shortened season is just about the same. So I I hope he plays more than that, than what Joel Embiid has been playing. But it is possible to, you know, to come back and be relatively healthy if you manage it correctly. And so I think load management is going to be part of our vernacular now for Porzingis. And we, I don't think even when we traded for him, we expected for him to be, you know, the picture of health and play all these, you know, all these games. And it's another reason why, you know, you value wings and guards a little bit more than, you know, than big men, because it's hard yeah. to manage some of these big men injuries and things like that. Um, you know, unless he, he's a Kevin Durant, which is a complete outlier, I, th- I think. Uh, but yeah, going forward, I, I'm a little worried about Porzingis. I'm going to give it like uh, I'm going to go four i'm pretty confident he's gonna be able to stay one thing i think porzingis even mentioned himself is that both of these injuries were kind of freak accidents right he lands weird on his knee yeah. hit the acl another one where I he lands went back awkwardly and
1: yeah i actually went back and watched the first quarter of game one uh this morning <laughs> after church this morning and i was like i was just trying to find the play because yeah. i i had an idea of where it was and uh I think it happened, which he hasn't specifically said. He did say it was going for an offensive rebound with Marcus Morris. And the only only one of that course, I by the way, was around a, the...
0: By the way, of course, it's Marcus Morris. Like, good now, he
1: Okay, he, he said when he said Marcus Morris, he said it was not intentional. No, I know, and the but only just, just play, him being there. <laughs> of course, it's him, yeah. The only play I could find was around the eight-minute mark in the first quarter, and it was actually a made basket by Luca. It was like a floater by Luca in the paint, and he went in. and Marcus Morris actually fell on the play, but his 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 leg and knee hit Marcus Morris' his leg and knee, and Morris falls to the ground. KP ends up playing for pretty much the rest of the whole freaking quarter and does amazing. And I mean, he goes on plays next few games. So uh, you know, soreness and stuff came up after that. But I think if you look at Best case, worst case scenario for the future. Let's just get worst case scenario out of the way real quick. Dark, dark timeline. Dallas does not land a Dallas does not land a third star. They don't land a third piece. KP. They try to force KP into this. Hey, hey, it's two freak accidents. We're not going to manage anything. It's just part of it. You know, you are this, and they try. And he has injury history. He has injury prone stuff over the next few years he only plays you know 50 games a season and dallas is getting bounced in the first round for the next three or four years and he's locked up on a you know max contract best case scenario they f- find out a manageable plan they bring in another guy Giannis or whoever it is and it's what we talked about before they have enough between luca and the other guy and you know 70 games of kp to where they can be a top three top four seed in the west and They're managing KP throughout the season. His load isn't you know a crazy amount, and then they go into the playoffs and everybody's healthy. They can even manage it some in the playoffs, and they roll like that. That's the best case scenario, and I think honestly, I've hoped that that is you know what's going to happen.
0: Yep, we can all kind of hope, and I think that we. I'm coming out of this talking about Borzegas a little bit more encouraged than I was going in, just thinking about man, feels like he's had so many injuries just you know lead up, but. Trust in Casey Smith. I mean, we should probably make shirts or buttons or something like. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I trust in Casey Smith. So there you go. That's Porzingis Breakdown. We'll do some more stuff going forward. We're going to continue to do live episodes on Hot Mic. by the way, probably on Thursdays. So come bring in questions. We'll play game pods and things like that. We're in off-season mode, so we're doing trade targets on Tuesday. We'll do free agents, stuff like that, all kinds of stuff. You know what you're going to get from us every single day. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Maps. Peace out. Boom.